Hey, I'm Tyler. And I'm Katie. You are listening to a podcast. You're listening to Nostalgia, the podcast that's wrapped neatly under your tree. No. You're listening to Nostalgia, the best podcast to listen to while trying to decorate your tree. Trying it's to put gonna be lights. after Christmas. Here, I got you. Oh. You're listening to Nostalgia, the podcast that's sort of like when your mom spends a really long time individually gift wrapping each of your presents with love and care, only for you to rip them apart and throw that wrapping paper on the ground. Mercilessly like a savage. Yep. Six minute Christmas. It's nice. Kate, have you seen It's a Wonderful Life? Sure have. It's long. Tell us about it. It's long. Do you like it? It's not so much that I like it, it it's that it's endlessly quotable. And Jimmy for, Stewart's voice is really funny. For example, what are some of your favorite quotes? Oh, Mary, why do we have to have so many kids? <laughs> you do say that. A lot. All year long. All year. Frequently. I keep the spirit of that alive throughout the year. Moment. Yeah, it's a, it's a fun movie. It's a long movie. Uh, I can't decide if it's like an anti-suicide or anti-capitalist movie, maybe both. Is there ethical consumption under capitalism? Oh, boy. We're, hap- we're here to ask the big questions. Did you see it as a kid? Uh, no, I don't think so. Oh, really? You didn't I, see it until uh, I don't think I did. I was a little older, too. I, yeah. You know, I mean, I think... no kid is really pumped out to, to watch this movie. <laughs> True. But I figure some kids out there, maybe listeners, you can tell us if this was you. You know, this is the ultimate, like, airing on TV. Oh, yeah. All season long movie that maybe you just kind of had to watch out of ab- obligation because your parent or grandparent was controlling the, the uh, channel changer and you just kind of had to watch it. But yeah, that didn't happen to me either. I saw it later and I really liked it when I did see it. I mean, I think it is a pretty good movie. Movie. It's long. It's it sweeping. is quotable, it's a though. Sweeping epic. Yeah, there's a lot going on. Yeah. So, Kate, a little background. An author named Philip Van Doren Stern, he's got a lot of names oh, in his wow, name, yeah. he wrote a short story called The Greatest Gift in 1943. It's about a man who's planning to commit suicide. He meets a mysterious stranger. He tells the stranger that he wishes he had never been born, and the stranger's like, Your wish has been granted. And then he's technically still living but it's as if he's never been born so he like goes around his town and everybody's you know lives have changed based on if he was never born he gets very upset by this because it's worse for everybody he finds the stranger again has the wish undone that's the short story it's like 30 pages i think however nobody wanted to publish it so he self-published it he self-published 200 copies and gave them out to his friends Somehow, one of those copies ends up in Cary Grant's hands, the actor. He really liked it, and he's like, I want to make a movie of this with me as the star. So he convinces RKO Pictures, the studio, to buy the rights to this short story. The story then gets, like, actually printed in, like, Good Housekeeping magazine and other magazines that print short stories. For some reason, it falls through with Cary Grant, but RKO has it, so they make a version in 1946 with Jimmy Stewart, written by Francis Goodrich, Albert Hackett, and Frank Capra, and directed by Frank Capra, and, of course, the title was changed to... It's a Wonderful Life. It premiered on December 20th, 1946. Famously, it did not make back its budget. It was kind of a huh, flop. Yeah. Uh, however, it did do okay with critics, and it was nominated for five Oscars. Best Picture, Best Director, Best Actor for Jimmy Stewart, Best Film Editing, and Best Sound Recording. And it won a special Technical Achievement Oscar because they created some new way to make snow special effects or something, and they got a special Oscar for that. They didn't win any of the other five nominations, though. You've probably heard this anecdote. This movie was not well-received by all of the public. It wasn't an instant classic. And the story goes that back then, copyright law dictated that any creative work, including a movie was automatically granted a 28-year copyright protection term. And then at the end of that term, it was up to the owner to file paperwork for another 28-year extension. And pretty much everybody always thought you wouldn't not file the extension. It was like dumb not to, because you get 28 more years of money making off the thing. Sure. 
Somehow at RKO, they messed up and they forgot to file the extension. 28 years after the release was 1974, they just didn't file it. So it became public domain instantly. And that meant TV stations could air it without paying for it. Huh. So it went into super heavy rotation starting in the 70s. And then because of that became highly associated with Christmas and is now considered this all-time classic. But that's the story behind it. They literally goofed up and that's why everybody aired it. That's why everybody saw it so much and that's why everybody kind of loves it now. And that's why our DVD copy is some sort of strange... Uh, Korean it has Korean bootleg. writing on it, but there's yeah. no. it's not a bootleg because you and I could burn this movie onto a DVD and legally sell it. Anyone can. It's really bizarre. I got a bunch of copies if anybody <laughs> wants it. Go ahead and uh, send us a direct message on Instagram. Five dollars. All right, you ready to buckle in and watch it? For it's, many it's hours. Be a long, get, grab a snack or something before you <laughs> you're listen to, me, to oh, the you're super to cut. Yeah, yeah, get a pretzels or maybe a granola bar. Must she keep playing that? I have to practice it for the party tonight, Daddy. Mom said we could stay up till midnight and sing Christmas carols. Can you sing, Daddy? Better hurry and shave. The families will be here soon. Family? I I don't want the families over here. Come on out in the kitchen with me while I finish dinner. Excuse me! Excuse me! Have a hectic day? Oh, yeah. Another big red-letter day for the Baileys. Daddy, the Browns next door have a new car. You should see it. Oh, what's the matter with our car? Isn't it good enough for you? Yes, Daddy. Excuse me! Excuse me! Excuse you for what? I burped. All right, tell me your excuse. Now go on upstairs and see if little Zuzu wants anything. Susan, well, what's the matter with Susan? Oh, she's got a cold. She's in bed. Caught it coming home from school. They gave her a flower for a prize, and she didn't want to crush it, so she didn't button up her coat. What is it, sore throat or what? Just the cold. The doctor says it's not. The doctor? Serious. Was the doctor here? Yes, I called him right away. He said it's nothing to worry Is she about. running at temperature? What is that? Just a teensy one. 99.6. She'll be all right. Of course, it's this old house. I, I don't know why we don't all have pneumonia. Drafty old barn or place. Might as well be living in a refrigerator. Why do we have to live here in the first place and stay around this measly, crummy old town? George, what's wrong? Wrong everything, Troy. You call this a happy family. Why do we have to have all these kids? Dad, how do you spell Frankenstein? I don't know. I ask your mother. I like the glittery title cards. How funny. Donna Reed. Oh, yeah. I totally neglected to mention Donna Reed. Yeah, you were all on uh, Jimmy Stewart. Jimmy Stewart train. To be fair... Jimmy Stewart has a lot of screen time in this movie. He sure does. He really chews it up. Hours. And who could forget uh, the Barrymore? Which Barrymore is it? Lionel Barrymore. Lionel. Ah, talk about quote. I mean, Jimmy Stewart and Lionel Barrymore talking to each other is it's just, just too much. See? This whole supercut is just going to be me making making impressions of Jimmy Stewart. Me doing impressions of Jimmy Stewart. So turn, turn it off now if you don't want to hear that. I like that Santa doing a kick. Look oh at yeah, him. look, Santa. Is that the only Santa in this whole movie? He's thick. So here's my question. Everyone right now is praying at the start of the movie, like, please, God, help George Bailey. Please help him. And yet, nobody's done anything to help George. <laughs> right? Like, no one's gone to his house and, and said, like, hey, George, we're pretty worried about you. I think we're going to have, like, an intervention. We're pretty concerned about hey, some of your behaviors. It's 1946. I'm just saying. I think prayer was the very best that they could do at the time. <laughs> Even the kids. It's I can really upsetting. I can forgive Zuzu for maybe not being able to act, <laughs> being paralyzed, because she's four. But the whole town? Oh, I forgot about the outer space oh, I at love, the beginning. I love these paper mache planets. <laughs> There's just something bizarre and kind of cool about the heaven being oh, in yeah. space. Yeah. You know? Mr. Gower 
got some problems. <laughs> I just love that Mr. Gower is very obviously drinking at work in the one place where the glass isn't frosted. He's like, I want you to see me drink. You know what? Good for Violet. She's liberated. George Bailey just is talking freely about how he wants to be like a like a polyamorous man. <laughs> Disturbing. How old is he? Twelve. Yeah. He wants a harem. He just he wants a, a couple harem, of harems. Couple wives. Just don't forget in 1919 that you could get a Western Union telegram and it's like, hey, your son died of influenza. Mr. Gower probably should have closed the store for the day <laughs> after the death of his son and his profuse drinking. Here he is crying into all these pills. And yet the Protestant work ethic says we must continue on. Are you sad? Are you drunk? Are you funneling poison into the pills that you're making at your creepy drugstore? Keep working. You're just staring at a picture of your dead son. Man, everybody's got diphtheria, influenza. This is, people want to be in a different time, you know? They want to uh, <laughs> the same go back though. in time, maybe check things out. No, you don't. You could get diphtheria and die. Mr. Gower is so drunk he can't even talk. Well, the capsules. <laughs> when people are like, oh, I long for a simpler time when you can beat the crap out of your child employee. <laughs> Good for Clarence. You know what? He's he's an angel. He's just like a like a collection of vapors. All right. So George Bailey is finally he's talked about going to see the world. He's finally getting ready to go see the world. He's graduating from high school. What could go wrong? God, he's literally out the door. Yeah. Oh, I forgot the Baileys have a servant. Yep. Oh, did he just touch her? Can't don't don't spank did your maid. Harry Bailey just chased the maid around, sexually harass her, and then mm -hmm. slap her butt. On this edition of. Tough conversations with your dad. I just still don't understand how this gym floor doesn't get moldy on the bottom. It's just... There's a pool under there at all times. Maybe they didn't care about mold back then. I think they licked the mold. They were like, oh, this is pretty tasty. <laughs> Donna Reed has very pointy little teeth and I like it. I'm here for it. Jimmy Stewart just has a body that was born to Charleston. Like, watch him. You gotta look like you're held together by, like, Q-tips and gum in order to Charleston, you know? Just let your joints be loose. Look at his legs! They're just not governed by the laws of physics. Look at them. Get out of here, Mary. I'd like to live in that condemned old house. It's full of possums. Alright, so Mary is like, I'm gonna call the police if you don't give me my robe. And he's like, oh, the police would be on my side. I mean, he's not wrong. He's a white dude in 1928, so. I forgot that Mr. Potter is a slumlord. Oh, yeah. He owns a literal potter's field. Yeah, I forgot that Uncle Billy has a pet raven, which is awesome. George, leave. George, just go, dude. Oh, God, he's a hard-looking 55. <laughs> That's what 55 looked like back then, like Uncle Billy. And a rough paper route. He's ridden hard and put away wet. Guys, just shut down the, I don't know. Just George Bailey, it is not your personal responsibility to make sure everyone in town can get loaned money. Get that cigarette away from your mom. <laughs> He's like holding his arm around his mom. His lit cigarette is basically <laughs> burning into her back right yeah, now. Yeah, and it's very close to her aquanetted <laughs> hair. All right, so Mary's back from school. His mom's really pushing for this. Man, George really is giving everything he wants to other people. He's like, I don't it's know, just, Mom, Mary could go with Sam Wainwright. He I'm likes just, her. I'm telling you. Sometimes you just have, it's not selfish to think about what you want sometimes. Like at least once every once in a oh, while. And this grandma, this mom's like, oh, Sam Wainwright's away in New York and you're here in Bedford Falls. Go get her, son. Man, Ma Bailey has a jaw that could cut glass. It's amazing. Is George Bailey just down there like trolling for women? It's very confusing. Yeah. Is Violet on a date with two men? Including a much, much older man. Good for Violet. George's mom is such a meddler, and I am here for <laughs> hey, it. Hey, George, your mother just called me and said you're on your way over. Whoa, what? So Mary's like, hey, you want to come sit in the living room? And he's like, all right, I'll sit for a minute. <laughs> he's just so rude. 
George is absolutely off the deep end right now. Like, I don't know why this is such a surprise, his behavior later on in the movie. To oh, right. Because right. when he doesn't, like, when he sees his life slipping through his fingers each time, he, like, goes off the deep end just a little bit. Right. He's like, I don't know, house smells like pine needles. <laughs> why would she marry him after this? This is the worst visit. Sam Wainwright just calls and asks them for money. This is so uncomfortable to yes. watch. Them, like, sniffing each other's hair while they talk yeah. to Sam on the phone. They really are sniffing each other a lot. Oh, here he is violently <laughs> shaking her and screaming her. in her face. And saying, I don't want to get married to anyone ever, and I want to do what I want to do. Oh. And now they're trauma bonded. Yay! Yay. Oh, oh, and this really, like, weird kiss. Oh, now they're married. Yep, they're married. It's been a day. It's like three days later, probably. <laughs> you know, like, that. things were like that. Where's Ma Bailey? She's probably so thrilled. Yeah, she's, she's like, like <laughs> thank God I took that walk. That was my idea. How could you watch this movie and be like, yes, unchecked capitalism is the way to go? Imagine the service here. The company that gives you your mortgage also drives your... your children. From <laughs> drives your... your massive family <laughs> from the ramshackle home that you lived in to this Slightly less ramshackle, but still very tiny home. Mary's cute little baseball cap here is so cute. Look at it. Look at her little hat. This man has never been kind to him since he was 11. And now he's like, oh, George, here are some things I like about you. Stay away from this man. He's a snake. He's got a skull on his desk. What is that? That's the skull of a child, I think. <laughs> And literally these tangential characters, they're like, oh, Bert the cop was wounded in North Africa. Ernie the taxi driver was, was parachuting in on D-Day. And it's like, wait, who? This is like when you call your family and they give you updates about people who've never left your hometown. And you're like, I don't know who you're talking about. They're like, oh, and then Lewis, he decided to play the bassoon. And you're like, I... I got nothing. Look who's still alive. Oh my god, Mr. Gower. <laughs> Mr. Gower's mummified corpse is running down the street. I refuse to suspend my disbelief and believe that Mr. Gower is alive right now. I don't understand the role of the bank examiner, but he's here. I don't think Uncle Billy should be in charge of the money. If your most absent-minded employee is wandering around saying, $8,000, it's gotta be somewhere, that's cause for concern. Uncle Billy. You need to be on your best behavior today. The bank examiner is here. Uncle Billy. Whoop! There's my $8,000 gone. Oh, shucks. Uncle Billy, get your shit together. Uh-oh. My favorite part's coming up. <laughs> this is when George Bailey gets home, is having a meltdown, and just melts down in front of his kids, and it's really upsetting, but incredibly quotable. Mary, don't put up with this. Don't put up with this shit. She's like, hey, George, what's the matter? And he's like, oh, everything's fine. It looks like his face is melting off. <laughs> this one kid is just growling and grunting at him. And then George Bailey is literally sweating bullets. His, his hair is plastered to his face with the sweat. And then he's just roughly hugging his child. What? Oh, good. That's tinsel. Thank God. <laughs> now his youngest kid is just throwing tinsel on him. Some days you just have a really rough one, you know, and you hate everything. Oh, that's my favorite line. Why there do we it have is. to have all these kids? He literally just goes, and why do we have to have all these kids? After he dumps on the house, the town, his job, their car. Uh-oh. Oh. <laughs> and then the, the balustrade broke on the banister. Oh, and his look in his eyes is just absolute murder. You know, I hate to say it, but I guess this was just pretty common for oh, absolutely. fathers to yeah. do in dads, houses. Dads didn't go to therapy, right. you know? like They just, they just blasted through your model down. of the Golden Gate Bridge. That is just under a lot of stress right now. 
You know, Uncle Billy lost all our money. <laughs> yes, Janie, the only thing we can do is pray. Is Daddy in trouble? Yes, Peter. Should I pray for him? Please pray as much as oh, you Oh, good. Can. She called Uncle Billy. Oh, great. Now he's groveling at Mr. Potter's feet. Is George Bailey sweaty? Is he wet? Well, I just love they sped us through World War II and then, <laughs> and then they were like, and now George is going to have a meltdown for 25 minutes. So here's my question. Because George was just like, Clarence, you got $8,000 on you if you're an angel? Yeah, wouldn't that solve the issue? Get your wings real quick if you yeah. hit George Bailey eight grand. Teleported down from heaven <laughs> to earth. And he was like, oh, we don't have any money. That's so silly. So George Bailey has been through the ringer today in the water, sweating, losing money. And now, shockingly, even though his hair is absolutely whack, his part is perfect. And I can't tell if that's something that's realistic or not because of the amount of hair gel yeah, used on this uh, set. It's like a ill repute bar full of loose women and men who don't wear hats, right? I don't know. Pottersville seems like it's booming. Do you like Pottersville? It's just all bars and nightclubs. Look at the nightlife here, though. You know yeah, that. There's a bowling alley. Bedford Falls does seem pretty boring. Bert the cop was trying to, like, knock George out with the butt of his gun. And then Clarence literally just <laughs> bit his hand. was like, <laughs> savage. Is that how you earn your wings? No, Ma Bailey had to open a boarding house because she was poor. Oh, no. Bailey Park is a graveyard? <laughs> Didn't they say there was a graveyard there before? I yeah, but did they relocate the bodies? <laughs> Have they seen Poltergeist? <laughs> Oh, he said the he said it. He said the he, thing. He said the thing. <laughs> you really had a wonderful life. A what? George is like, all right, where's Mary? And he's like, I can't tell you. It's too terrible. I cannot tell you. And he, you know, is being throttled. And he's like, oh, she's an old maid, and she never married. The biggest tragedy in this movie. <laughs> Look at her. <laughs> oh, Mary, she wore glasses and never had to deal with a man. That sounds delightful. <laughs> yeah, he's out here punching the police. It's hilarious. This police officer is just firing into a crowd of people. Just because George Bailey punched him. He doesn't have a weapon. Clarence is like, oh, I think I've gotten it over my head. I uh, don't know how to reverse this. <laughs> Clarence is trying to play the Uno reverse card now. I think maybe George should go to the hospital just for a minute, right? Like, yeah. he's licking his own blood. He did. Just scream, Merry Christmas Emporium. Which At a I building. Forgot. But like, Merry Christmas, you wonderful building and loan is like a very famous yeah, line. Yeah, but right? not but no Merry Christmas Emporium. He's just like loudly laughing. Like, this is not a good, this is not a healthy man. <laughs> All right, so the entire town is now in their home giving him money because Uncle Billy can't be trusted to perform a basic function. Is anyone oh, no, here? Mr. Martini just brought his life savings over and Mary was like, hey, Mr. Martini, how about some wine? Mary's like, who's Clarence in this book? He's like, oh, he's a very dear friend of mine. Wouldn't she be like, we've known each other since we were 10. You've never mentioned Clarence before. Who the hell is Clarence? Your friend. <laughs> this kid doesn't know the words to Old Lang Syne. Yeah, look, look at her. He's faking it. Hello, Mrs. Welsh. This is George Bailey. I'm Zuzu's father. Say, what kind of a teacher are you anyway? What do you mean sending her home like that, half naked? You realize she'll probably end up with pneumonia on account of you? George. Is this the sort of thing we pay taxes for, to have, teacher, have teachers like you, stupid, silly, careless people that send our kids home without any clothes on? You know, maybe my kids aren't the best dressed kids, and maybe they don't have any decent clothes. Oh, that's stupid. Hey, hello, Mrs. Welch. I, I want to apologize. Hello? Hello? She's hung up. I'll hang her up. What is that? Hello, who's this? Oh, Mr. Welch. Oh, 
Okay, that's fine, Mr. Wells. Give me a chance to tell you what I really think of your wife. George, Will you George. get out and let me handle this? Hello. Hello. What? Oh, you will, huh? Okay, Mr. Welsh, anytime you think you're man enough, you... Hello. Any... How should I know? What do you think I am? A dictionary? Tommy, stop that. Stop it. Janie, haven't you learned that silly tune yet? You play it over and over again. Now stop it. Stop it. So? Well? I mean, we practically watch it every year. It's not like it was some surprise no. watching it. We don't have any shocking revelations. There are moments of true hilarity, I think, that are not <laughs> supposed to be hilarious, like when George is having his 25-minute long <laughs> meltdown. Yeah. I don't know. Just endlessly quotable, endlessly imitatable. So great. Uh, it, it, it's fun because it has so many parts. The yeah. first section, more than a half, is super duper long. Mm -hmm. I enjoy it, though, because it's sure. like you got the weird, you know, coming-of-age stuff. All the disappointments in his life, mm -hmm. and then there's the crazy alternate reality section, you and know. My thing is, like, I, I understand why it's a Christmas movie, but I don't see it as like a holiday movie. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like it it's just be, not. It could be an anytime movie. Yeah. To me, it doesn't feel like a definitive Christmas movie. Yes. You know? I understand that. I guess it's like a count your blessings time of year. Well, that's like I mean, uh uh the sound of music. When did they play that? Easter? I don't know. It makes no sense. All right. I enjoyed it, though. Did you have fun watching it? Yeah. That's it. But yeah, I would recommend, you know, if you're looking for a way to spend two and a half hours, maybe check it out. Reach out to us. You can send us a voicemail. You can send us an email, nostalgia.aol.com. You can visit our website, www.nostalgia.org. For all our other episodes, we're out of Christmas mode next week. It'll be the new year. See you then. Yeah, wishing you a prosperous new year. Yes, it's wonderful news. For when all these wonderful people get into the swim, it's a wonderful life. For never before has any film contained such a full measure of the joy of living, the drama of living, and above all, the glorious romance that makes this such a wonderful life. Don't you ever get tired of just reading about things? Yeah. Hey, what are you doing tonight? I don't want to get married to anybody, you understand? I want to do what I want to do. <laughs> <laughs>